Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, my backers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 123 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to go on the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning in, and thanks for being with us today. On today's show, we are chatting with Luke Appleby. He's the founder and owner of the UK-based MTB Innovations company called Nartake. And a very, very cool company they are. I love what they do. They take problems, they try and create solutions for the problems through products that you and me as mountain bikers need on the trail to make our everyday ride just that little bit easier, that little bit more fun. And uh, Luke and his team around him there are taking this head on and um, are trying to introduce products that you and me need that we necessarily wouldn't maybe think about, but that we need to make things better. May it be protection for our bikes, may it be a certain kind of gimbal to make that camera footage look that little bit steadier or have a better angle over the bike. Whatever it may be, Luke and the team are really, really passionate about looking to the future, looking to what products aren't necessarily available on the market and that they can create making things better and uh, just more fun for you and me, the rider basically and uh, it was great to get Luke on the show we have a good old chat at the start just about mountain biking in general and what's going on and e-bikes and bikes and gear and everything else like that there we kind of went off in that direction before we wanted to chat about Nartic um, but I had to drag Luke back in he's uh, he's very passionate about what he does but doesn't really want to didn't want to blow the show up by chatting about it as he's just a just a cool down-to-earth guy and uh, we a great chat about everything that's going on. We get into the Nartec thing, of course, chat about what he's doing, how he produces, how he produces everything in-house from design to production to manufacturing. Him and his team do it all in-house. It's UK-based. They don't source anything from outside the UK. And uh, the podcast was actually run a little late because Luke had to wait and getting a delivery of more equipment. So we get into all that. It's a great episode. It was great to get Luke on the podcast. And I think Luke and the Nartec guys, I think we're going to see good stuff from them in the near, near future. Now, Luke's running a Kickstarter campaign, so please go to the show notes, mtb-tribe.com. You'll get info there. He's running the Kickstarter campaign to help him produce his latest product so you can get involved there. You can get a nice and early, get a discount and all the other little perks that go with that. So thanks so much for tuning in. Chill back, relax, and let me welcome Luke to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi, Luke. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's things this evening, sir? Fantastic. It's a pleasure. All is good, my friend. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us on the show uh, tonight. I know you're, you've been a busy man and uh, we've been chatting on emails and stuff. So thanks so much for taking the time to come on. Pleasure. Absolutely. Love what you, you're doing. It's great to listen to the other guys in the, you know, the mountain biking community. So thanks for having me. You're more than welcome, mate. You're more than welcome. And we're going to get into your, your company, Nartec. Uh, like what you guys are doing, like what uh, your style of your web and everything else. So um, I'm excited to chat to you about it. I'm always excited to talk anything relating to mountain biking. So uh, I think we've got some (laughs) good mutual ground, I think. Uh, You know, it's like most guys that come on, 
no matter what they're involved in, they just want to talk bikes. You know, as as soon as you mention the bike word, then everything's cool. <laughs> it really is. I was um, talking to one of my buddies, um, Adam. He's a manager for um, a, a bike shop uh, today, and we're just saying what a great industry, what a great job we have. I mean, we're just boys with toys and, you know, he's there calling in, oh, I'll put that new Trek there, I'll put that new Nuke Proof there. And, and uh, I'm just saying, what a job you've got. And then he's firing that straight back, you know, it's, uh, we're lucky to work in this industry, right? I, you know, it's, and I, the listeners are sick of hearing me talking about it, but I am so over the moon with, the, the community that is just gathered around mountain bikers or the community mountain bikers make it be because it's just amazing. Like everybody's really cool and yeah. it's just such an exciting time for the whole industry, I think. And the diverse, the, the, the thing which we, we find is brilliant when we're, we're out on the road riding and doing our things, you know, we, we can be hanging around some, you know, the, younger guys you know maybe he's 12 13 coming for a chit chat talking about the bikes or what line you're going to take what and then there can be somebody else you know in the 60s joining in the conversation you know who's now retired and then it's just such a variation in the communities is uh, is fantastic for that you know meeting different people from different backgrounds but all with that same passion of of bike mm-hmm. which um which makes us all i guess smile and uh, have a good time i it's great you know and the thing is, I'm working in a bike store at the minute just while I'm over here in Malta and you get the old guys coming in. Well, not old, but, you know, start to start up into the mountain biking scene and, and BMXs oh. and they're all coming in saying, I still have my rally burner and, you know, all this. And they're they're showing you photos of their burner, which is hanging up in the, the garage and <laughs> the <laughs> conversations just go everywhere, you know. It's it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, especially there's some, there's some diehards that are holding on to the 26 you know 26 inch wheels and they don't want to move and, and fair play i mean i'm into any it doesn't matter if it's you know if it's an, an enduro bike a downhill uh, a road bike you know anything on two wheels it, it's it's and just just looking at the tech and how things are, are moving but it re- always makes a smile of people a very sort of staunch hardtail or you know a 26 you know 26 uh, how dare somebody move to a 29 but for for me I enjoy it all and I can appreciate all of the mechanics but like say a rally burner wow back in the day (laughs) (laughs) the old Mike Wynn is in all class (laughs) it's brilliant but it hasn't it moved though so fast even in the last few years how things I mean with the e-bikes now and such I mean that that's another another thing that's I guess you know some people um, didn't think that was going to take off but it seems to be I don't know what your opinion is on e-bikes but I, I think if it gets you out on the trail that's all good um, yeah like i think i think you can look at it two different ways but my personal opinion on it is it's good um yeah. it, they, they certainly have their place you know um yeah. and i was chatting to robert from free and we were on he was on the show and we were chatting about the e-bikes and listen I, I think it's great to get people that are maybe a bit out of shape want to get back into it have maybe fast friends that yeah. don't have e-bikes yeah they want to keep along they want to keep up there's so many different ways that that an e-bike is the right tool for the job at that time you know yeah um i certainly i think if i had to have one bike in the garage it wouldn't be an e-bike at this moment in time yeah but for certain people i can certainly see why they would why they would want an e-bike and just an e-bike you know i think it's good 
to be honest. I can't yeah. see drawbacks on it, you know. Exactly, it gets, pe- it gets people out. Now, we actually started, believe it or not, well, we, ha- we had some eBay, we don't anymore. We had some back in the day, and um, there were, there were, we used them for sort of adventure rides, you know, sort of literally up a mountain, not a trail. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd just be, we'd go to the Lake District or Peak District and just and just say, right, what can we get up? And, and they were brilliant for that. And that's, that was what they were for, for us, were, were sort of adventure bikes um, mm-hmm. where you could get up terrain. It doesn't matter how fit, strong, you just were never going to get up there with, with normal pedal power. So they had the place. I mean, we, you know, we, we like the sort of, I suppose, the, the more steep tech and downhill enduro, you're a bit more, let's say, gnarly trails now. So we, we, we don't have them anymore. But for, for sure, for the short time that we, 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 we had some, I mean, we thought there were, there were, but like yourself, I wouldn't have one as my only bike. But if, if I had the money, I'd have my downhill, I'd have my Enduro, and I'd have my e-bike and everything else in between, to be honest, if, I, if uh, the bank balance would allow. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, because uh, what you said there, because I have guys back at home, we chat about it, and I know there's a few of them that got e-bikes simply for doing that kind of thing, like an adventure where it would maybe take them on a normal bike a day and a half or two days and they would have to come out or they'd have to get a B&B. Whereas with the e-bike, they can do it, you know, over a good long day. Yeah. So yeah. they've none of that hassle and they can get to where they're wanting to go and go a bit further and whatever. So, you know, it's got so many different applications, I think, in e-bike. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, well, one thing when we were down at Chick Sands Bike Park, um, great, great place for all different levels of skill there. And we... We were testing um, one of our products, and there was a guy, really good rider, very high level, and I genuinely mean, you know, he'd be, you know, t- doing no footers and, and, you know, whipping the bike really sad. Anyway, and he was on an e-bike, and so we'd be, we'd be going down on the trail and doing a, a line and great, and then we were obviously, we were, we were pedaling back up and then eventually pushing back up because we are tight, and he was just rep after rep after rep after, and then I thought, actually, if you, if you think about it in progression standards, that would be really helpful because just like anything, the more you do something, the better you get. And that's why I thought that guy's done like for every one we've done, he's probably done five or six attempts mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. or blast down the trail. And that's when we realized for progression, you're going to really move faster because it just means you're doing that, that obstacle a lot more than you would if you didn't. So then I, that, I suppose that's another application that people could uh, mm-hmm. get used to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, with the, the images and all you're seeing now of these pro guys and these testers on e-bikes, and I know, I know a photo or a picture can tell a thousand lies, but yeah, yeah. some of the stuff these guys are doing on e-bikes is I will never be able to do on the best carbon mountain bike <laughs> on the planet. You know, these guys are just throwing stuff around. Like in the store we sell, Orbea, um, absolutely beautiful brand. I love it. But their their new full suspension, the wild, it looks amazing, and for what them guys are doing on the films and stuff I've seen of it, it rides amazing too. Those guys are riding that thing like a normal bike. Yeah, yeah. That that I mean, Sam Pilgrim, obviously, every you know, he's he, he's he's got a great YouTube channel and such, and I guess High Bike who've um, sponsored him. I mean, he's must have done great for the brand because he's doing backflips. He's sending it on the biggest lines and. <laughs> in the country and, and and such and it's all on an e-bike so i guess mm-hmm. clearly 
they're um, they're not these things that you know you used to think of as oh I know you couldn't do that or it's just I mean they're obviously heavier but clearly the suspension and frame seems to be holding up with what these pro guys are doing. Mm-hmm. So it's um, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I think maybe without the e-bike because. I'd like your opinion on this, actually, because you're involved in the industry. Um, with the amount of bike brands that are out there now, you know, there's brand, new brands popping up every day. Um, mm. And there's so many smaller kind of independent brands and stuff. Um, and with the industry, and I, I certainly do think the industry is in a peak at the minute, and I'm sure it will fall at some stage. Mm. Do you think... Do you think the industry's big enough to hold all these brands or will we see brands falling off? Will we see brands going bust and out of business? Funny enough, I've spoke to three, and I won't say specifically who they are today, guys who, some who own bike shops and some who um, look after bike shops. And we were talking about, yeah, the, um, the biking industry just as a, as a whole, because I, I was needing some advice from them. And they, uh, I think, I don't know if they're going to stay around. Um, not all of them, uh, purely because they can. When you've you know you've got a big brand out there who's using a production factory, you know the, because they're producing so much, they're going to get so many cheaper prices, and they'll just outprice, I think, um, mm-hmm. and outmarket the smaller brands, and which is a shame because. Um, yeah, there'll be some really good innovators or some quality bike uh, companies out there that won't make it because of because of that because you, you you're fighting against really corporations now. Um, you know, I mean that's why I do myself. I, I really like the sort of I'm looking at different brands myself now for my next bikes, and I'm trying to look at the smaller guys and see what's going on and, and such and support those because when you have a monopoly and I mean, again I don't want to go too much into it because I don't want to offend anyone <laughs> but you know when you realize where bikes are made and you might realize that the shared factories and such like that and whereas you get another company that might be a little bit more wholesome and sort of a bit more I don't know interested in the engineering as opposed to just banging out a large quantity of product um that for me is I, I quite like that you know the sort of more earthy guys who are trying to do it oh and girls of course they're trying to trying to do it right and um, a bit of love into what they're doing as opposed to just seeing it as a money making cow you know a cash machine just let's just bash out all these products and and such um, so that's I mean not not to try to do a smart segue into Nartec and innovation but that's sort of what excites us is innovation and people just trying to be a bit different um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, and I think, and what made me think about that was, you know, about the e-bike. And I think if the e-bike revolution hadn't happened, a lot of companies may be struggling because I think, you know, the brands have put so much money into the development of these e-bikes that they need to get a return now. Yes, and innovation has just went so fast over the last number of years and i think if they didn't get a return in the e-bike and the e-bike thing was a bust i think we would see a lot of these companies really struggling definitely because there's i mean talking from stuff that we're doing which isn't mechanics you know and and such and the time energy effort and development that goes into such products i mean 
I've worked, you know, sort of in component design for aerospace and automotive. And Mark, you know, he worked for for Black and Decker as a design engineer. So, and I can truly say that the the funds that these guys are putting in, bravo and well done to all of them for pushing innovation and pushing, I guess, another product and another generation of mountain biking. But wow, it's a lot of investment for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, there's really good companies out there. I mean, to be fair, on Specialized, my friend's got a Kinevo and um, he's had it a while and the, the motor, I think, had a problem outside the warranty, but fair play to them. They they looked after him immensely, sort of gave him a spare motor um, until they get him a brand new motor fixed. And so, so it's great that, to be fair, they're backing the technology as well, which I mm-hmm. thought was really good. You know, you know, they could quite easily within the rights because, you know, several months out of warranty, could have just said sorry, you know, you're out. But, but I mean, that in itself is is going to show the commitment that some of the big boys are putting into, you know, e-bikes, for example. And um, whereas, and again, I won't say another brand. You, you see things where snap frames, where people are within warranty, and they're not getting spare frame because apparently the bike was not used. Mm-hmm. To so, so so I guess like what you hit nail on the head there, the wanting to really push it. So I guess giving a great service. Um, along that is going to give you confidence to buy isn't it really with the e-bikes yeah yeah i think so and you know and and that's the one thing i suppose that the the customer the consumer is always concerned about is the longevity of the motor and the battery yeah you know it's funny when people buy an e-bike the componentry the frame the geometry it doesn't really seem to matter it's more about the battery and the motor, how are they going to last? Are they waterproof? Will they, you know, how, what's the distance you can get? How long does it take to charge the battery? You know, you're almost selling the battery and the motor. Forget about the bike. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? Right. You're, yeah, you're completely right. It's, I mean, if you look at the the, the tests that, 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 you know, the major bike um, magazines, you know, and reviewers are doing, it's generally um, how, how powerful the motor is and, and, and such, but they're all they're all decent enough. I mean, you wouldn't just go, oh, you know, compared to a normal pedaling, <laughs> they all feel they all feel they all feel brilliant. Um, for me, if if you know, I was to ride one or get get one, it would be you know how because there is other ones which they do say ride as close to a, a normal mountain bike as as um, as you can get really. Whereas others feel you know a lot like a like a freight train that you're just a passenger sat on, and because it's the mm-hmm. weight, isn't it? It's the battery. They have the, unfortunately, you know, it's all well and good innovating the the motor and such, but until they manage to get that battery down to a lot a lot smaller, the the mm-hmm. weight's always going to be there. But yeah. Um, well, you know what I was thinking about, right? This is what I was thinking. Now, you coming from an engineering background and stuff, and you're into innovation and all. Just see, I'm, I'm surprised somebody hasn't done this. So, you know, your standard kind of size of Bosch battery you get on the bikes. Yeah. You know, it's maybe what is it? Would it be a foot long or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that battery will do. Let's say. A 500 watt or a 650 watt will do, what, 70 kilometers or something like that. Yeah. Now, for somebody that is going out for, let's say, in the evening after work or on a lunch break or in the morning or something like that, and they want to go out for a quick hour, they don't need that size of battery. No. You know, I'm surprised some of the companies haven't produced a smaller battery, which is lighter, which you can easily 
carry and charge you know in your office or whatever and it will do you that hour or a couple hours for a quick blast a power hour you know and and cut down the weight i'm surprised somebody hasn't done something like that maybe it's to come who knows there is i know there is and i can't remember for life of me the bike brand that have done a smaller powered motor which also then equated to a smaller uh, battery um which meant that there was a lot of weight saved and oh, it's going to bug me. Um, <laughs> probably after the podcast. And um, which I thought was interesting, but I guess from what you were suggesting there, yeah, there could be definitely an application for that. There'd have to be some sort of fitment that would fill in the space between obviously the smaller battery, which, because there's a, the sort of fit in and there'll be, there'll be empty space there that would need to mm-hmm. be, filled, which would be easy enough, like a plug, a sort of rubber plug, but I guess would it be what would it be like if you were changing the weight of the bike, sort of from ride to ride? It might sort of change dynamic yeah. centre of balance and. This is the issue, isn't it? Yeah, the ride. I mean, if if the battery was, you know, really underslung, which it never would be because it'd be near the bottom bracket, you know, that would be different because it, the weight would always be in the same place. But I think it, it. I mean, that would be my just very off the top of my head thing where i'd be going oh would that sort of make the you know the bike ride differently so let's just say you go on your normal trail and you know exactly how you hit it and how fast suddenly could you know could that end up with like we were talking before the podcast with a bit of a a trip to somewhere like the hospital (laughs) (laughs) but um but um, again yeah there's there's something to be there I, i think the more time that goes on and the more they become popular it's, I mean, the, the high bike, you've just done the fly-on motor. I've, I've heard big things about that. I've heard it's a heck of a heavy bike, but I've heard the motor's meant to be incredible. Um, so I, I'm looking looking at the guys to, to get some test reviews of that new fly-on motor because it's meant to be a real innovative piece, mm-hmm. of, which is meant to supersede like Bosch and Shimano. But it'd be interesting wow. to see how that one plays out, really. Yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, well, let's chat a wee bit about... Nartech and what you guys are up to um, because I'm very interested um, I think uh, you guys are definitely going at things at a slightly different direction which is cool so where are you guys based? The the north, uh, north, sunny North Yorkshire, God's country, I'm sure you'll disagree with me on that one um, yeah, no, a little place called Beedale um, yeah, we're, we're quite fortunate here, we've got, we're surrounded by lots of trails, we've got Danny Hart's Descend um, bike park only 30 minutes away further north and then we've got wow. lots of really fun um, natural trails just a stone's throw so it's, and then you've got the um yeah the dales and such and and uh, so we're in a good position um yeah the, the company it, it all started in all honesty from myself uh, getting a nice bike and going for a ride and maybe having a couple of falls um, but nothing major nothing nothing crazy and looking at looking down on my um on the the nice fox shocks and uh fork sorry and just going wow that they got damaged pretty darn quick and um anyway so I, I just had a quick look around on the internet and trying to find out what's what's around so i can protect my, my forks and i couldn't find anything anyway I, i'd sort of had a couple of other slips, um, as you do, you know, I said nothing, they just straight back on the bike and carry on riding. I thought there's genuinely gouges in my forks here because, you know, I like steep tech and I like, you know, rocky descent. I mean, I like it all, to be honest, but um, yeah, rocky descents and such like that. And I just sort of just started to think and research what I can do to 
to, to make protect my fox and um, moved on and started with, you know mocking up some designs got in contact with Mark who, who, who's brilliant he um, he now works for us but at the time Mark, Mark was um, design engineer for Black and Decker and he's um, he, he laugh at me saying this but I always say so, you know I, I love his brain he's got he's got a, he's got a great great design brain and we just bounced some ideas off and you know we started designing 3d printing and testing and and um, actually it's a year in february since we you know we're, we're nearly ready to launch the um default protectors but it's been it's been a process because yeah we, we wanted to uh, make sure it was right make sure it was it was up to the standard it needs to be and also we wanted it we, we know all bikers they want something to enhance the look of the bike you know as opposed you know if it's just pure function i don't mm-hmm. think um guys that are, and girls are particularly interested so we wanted to design and develop that and in and in the interim period because that's really been on the back burner because it's so specific that we're we, you know we're protecting 1500 pound fork so in that time we've we, we all like to be um uh, we like filming and i've I, i'm a complete amateur but I'm, I'm a real passionate amateur with photography and and filming so we're thinking looking at the, the the action cams on the chest and and on the peaks and i was looking at my footage and you know when you're really thinking you're sending it you're great right, i'm doing look how fast i'm going i'm feeling great and then you look like at the footage and I mean, oh, you're looking like, you know, my grandmother could be going past me um, on a Zimmer, bless her. And, uh, and then I thought, right. And I spoke to other guys who were far better riders than me. And I got their feedback and they were saying about a chin mount for, you know, putting an action cam on. And, mm-hmm. and then that, that sort of got developed, sort of complete DIY molding and gluing and testing. And, and then we started doing some 3D prints again. And, and that sort of has just sort of, evolved really into we thought well i've got that i've got my chest mount okay i've got my helmet then i've got a bar mount and i've got to get all these different so why don't we get a mount that does it all why don't we have something that that person can actually take that off the bike wrap it around a tree film themselves doing that put it straight back on the chin but and we just started innovating and just trying to play and and that's really how nartech you know we really said we're going to establish this as a, as a company because people kept asking us on the trail what's that where can i buy it and they seemed to be really interested and um it was a very organic natural thing really it wasn't sort of you know i'm just going to start this because i like it It was really for for for, uh, selfish reasons i wanted Mm -hmm. to get my bike and i wanted to get some great footage and then we thought well okay how can we link other products such as the bash guard which um we, we were always thinking of what will help bikers really is so I, I i get in the mind because we meet so many people we truly mm-hmm. up and down the country we've been to madeira we and we just love as as again before we we started the podcast we we're chatting and just meeting guys and girls and chatting about biking and what they're like and so we want to be offering innovative stuff like so if you want a bash guy you go into a big crazy bike park or you're going abroad and you don't want to fix something on you know all year round you just want to just temporarily do that well we want to give you guys you know the riders the option to do that or if you want something that's going to look really slick and really nice and you want to make your bike pretty and also protect it well there's a permanent solution for that option we're always just trying to think of then different sort of finishes and and, and such like that and we're, we're looking at anything from you know clubs which are going to have sort of um malleable splints in so when you come off your bike you know when you put in your hand because as as you know i've come off the bike far too many times now um and i always seem to do my fingers so i'm always thinking of <laughs> put your hands out if we can have something on impact if it stiffens up it's going to protect your hands from 
from braking. Obviously, it's not going to guarantee that because who knows at what speed or whatever. Mm. Something that on impact can stiffen up and then you know almost work as a splint, so your so your finger and you know thumb don't don't mm-hmm. break. So 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 these are the sort of things that we're working on now in the background. Um, but we're because we're, we're a, a small startup. Um, there's only so much we can do because really we, we should have just made one product and move on. But because we're so passionate and we just we wanted to get three products really that was pretty much going to come out at the same time. But the GoPros, I'll sort of say, action cam mount is, is is live and that's great. And people have well, we have no stock left because everyone bought it, which is brilliant. But we're now <laughs> bringing the other products to, to to market, which is is sort of where we're at. And once that happens, we can then look at. Because we ask for people's ideas as well on the website because as a community, it's important that we make products that the community are going to enjoy and need and want. So we have a suggestions box and it's great. We get all sorts of – so if somebody gives us a suggestion and we make it, you get that product free for life. Um, wow. So because you guys are helping us and we're hopefully helping you by making the product which you come up with. And, and that's what we're sort of trying to give back to the community mm-hmm. because um, without the, without – getting feedback you know we won't always think of the the next big thing so mm-hmm. it's our way of saying thank you but also staying connected and um it's been brilliant it's been a brilliant journey we, we didn't realize how many awesome people are out there there are people you know contact us helping us out and listening to their stories on on how they got into mountain biking or how we you know if we can develop something that can can help them out from all sorts from security things and such but there's the certain things obviously that we we don't want to really make, well, we won't make anything that pretty much currently exists as such. Um, you know, I don't just want to rebrand something and offer it just because mm-hmm. it's different color. We, we, we really do want to be offering something that is a clearly Nartec type product, really. Yeah, I, I love that, you know, and I love uh, I love the way you're, you're producing products that can help. You know, I had... Um, Dirt lay on the podcast a number of weeks ago that that do the dirt suits. I don't know if you've ever seen yeah, them. It's like yeah. a onesie. Yeah. Um, and no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, being well, you'll know yourself. Like being from Ireland and the dirt and the wet, and sometimes it's too easy. It's too easy an excuse to say oh, it's not nice out the day. I'm going to get cold. I'm going to get wet. I'll not bother. But these suits are are amazing. Um. But when I was chatting to them, they're they're a German couple. When I was chatting to them, one of their big things is producing products that solve a problem. Yeah. And I think that's really, really cool. They started off with like bike pack stuff, stuff that you can easily wrap around your bike if you're carrying it on the back of a car or in a, a pickup or something like that. And then they got into the dirt suit and they have an app now, which is like, it's almost like a service history for your bike and it's the apps free and really, really nice people. And I think the products are really cool. You should check them out dirtly. Um, yeah, yeah, um, and you seem to be doing the same kind of thing, producing something that helps solve a problem and make your ride or your experience better. And it's cool. Yeah. I, I really like you. I like that. I like that uh, kind of direction. Um, it, it pumps us up. It excites us, you know, to see people. I mean, a guy just posted a review um, on YouTube today doing a review of, of our original GoPro, not the 360 anyway. And it was just even we thought we thought of everything. 
and he was putting it on all these different parts on his bike, which we didn't even seem to think of. And it gets really interesting angles, but it was it just made his experience. You could see he was enjoying what he was doing and trying out new different things because of that and giving us some great feedback. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's brilliant to, to think that you're, you're helping people and, and people are, are liking what we're doing. Um, you know, on our social media, we try to be very honest. We show behind the scenes, us mold making, the processes um, of, of what's going on in, this, in, in the workshop and studio as opposed to, you know, there's lots of amazing big bike brands and we, we love them. Um, but obviously it's very big business, you know, it's, you know, that you're very organized and strategic in the market and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that work, but we, you know, we're very honest and just show who, who we are, what we're doing, what we're innovating and, and to get feedback and yeah, to see people that dig what we do is, is just awesome. Um, mm. it's, uh, there's some, there's some big bike parks which I can't, say just yet that are, are interested in doing some some things with us and um yeah which which again is we just take as a as a real compliment and very honored for mm-hmm. when it thinks that yeah i'm glad that you like it yeah cool yeah yeah cool and look this is is this your full-time gig now yes <laughs> it, right. well well yes and no it's it i work the full-time hours but i do have a i do work well nartec is funded by other work my my other work i mean i i that we, we've gone as far as i can on my bank balance <laughs> uh-huh. and that's why we we, we you know I, i'm not trying to do a, a, a shameless pitch here but just is in the respect of, of kickstarter we've gone as far as you know i'm looking at that's why it took me a bit longer to speak to you today because i've just ordered some some new machinery and um and such um but it's all it's all done in-house you see and that's the other thing we, we wanted to have control but i do have another um another job but it it's sort of basically i'm working two jobs so that's why i went you know 14 hour days is quite a common <laughs> common thing for myself really yeah it's tough man it's tough and you know so many small companies are like that and the people i've had on the on the podcast so many of them you know they work big hours from you know the clothing brand broken riders just to to so many of the, of the companies pinned clothing and stuff like that and you know it has to be a real passion for you it's something that you obviously enjoy doing um and and be really passionate about you know do you ever think to yourself and you didn't get into this to make money do you ever think to yourself it's worth it or you know is the motivation always there to keep going and keep pushing forward It, it is yeah um we because we we're so obsessed with with biking and the whole thing i mean for for me it's a brilliant mix of adrenaline fitness being in nature community it just seems to hit so so that in itself and then to make products that that community who we really respect and and like it's sort of that's the that's the fuel for the fire really that that keep keeps us going and I, i i've got the I suppose that the faith, because where we're at now, it's sort of such, it's like you put the work in now to get the products and make uh, and made and, and such. And then things hopefully will, will take off, you know, because um, mm-hmm. as I said, with, with selling out with the action came out within the first week. I mean, that was, that, that was, that was a big surprise, but that's why we need more machinery so we can increase production. So it's, it's always a, so it seems <laughs> to be the, 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 you know, <laughs> it, it's, uh, but the passion, yeah, for, for sure. We're, we're here, to, we're here to stay. And um, 
get, getting, I suppose, in, you know, speaking to as I said, the, the bike parks and talking about higher bikes and, and working alongside that. If, if there's no interest and if there, were, there wasn't sort of amazing opportunities like that, it would be terrifying, I'll be honest. And um, then there'd be a different, I guess, answer to your question. But with, with having such positivity from people and, and bike shops and bike parks and, and, and such, it, it makes you, you think, well, there must be something there to have such positivity and people saying, when can I flip and buy the stuff? So, um, so yeah, so that, that fuels, fuels it. And, and to be honest, when you, you love what you do, you, you know, you don't work a day in your life as they say. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, passion keeps us going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And your backgrounds in engineering. Um, so you're, you're well set up to, to do all this stuff and, and, to to make product but how did you go about making the first product is it something you designed yourself and then you asked mike is it mike davis is it mark mark sorry mark to to come in and help with things is that the way it worked how it originally happened it was through some sketches that i i had done um and yeah i was sitting with mark and we came in and we sort of discussed some ideas and showed some you know sort of let's say bolted bits together which i i had done and um and we the, the main focus was trying to get some initial prototype for, for 3d printing and we you know it sort of stemmed from there and just trying different different things in different ways of how it could work and there was all sorts from something that would swirl around the fork for example and but then and it just sort of gradually went and we were actually going to do a timeline. We will post that at some point of, cause we, we keep everything from what we've done at the very embryonic stage right through to now where we're at the production press go stage. And it's amazing. You know, anything from the action cam out right through to, to the fort protectors and even the bash guards, the, the transition is phenomenal. And it always, I mean, it did, yeah, just start from my crazy ideas and um, have, having, it's, it's great to have someone like Mark, um, no idea is a bad idea, and that's how we that's how we work with Nartech. You know, I welcome any idea, any criticism. You know, because it is, it really helps you to to come to to a, a great product. You know, there's just because it's my company doesn't mean that I know the best or what I say it is. So you know, you could be a 12 year old you you know guy on the trail, and I'd sit there and give you as much time as if if I would do to. Richard Branson, because I just love ideas, and 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 with that, that's how Mark and I we just kept developing, and and there we are to yeah to 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 the point of yeah I think production. So yeah, that that's that was the sort of journey really of yeah just just scrap text you know sketches and such like that, um, and uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll have to set I'll have to send you some bits and see what you think. Um, yeah, for sure. Ready, you can have a have a little look and play because everyone loves the bikes don't they the forks you know having rock shocks or dvo or or fox and they look really nice and that that was how the the design changed from originally wrapping around or covering it we just thought well actually no let's just put something which just gives it that little bit of um enhancement but you can still see you know people's nice decals and and Mm. Um, because that was that was good feedback from riders really to say you know that's why we have that clear protective shield for the fort protector specifically mm. still see the bike aye because so many of the bike companies now in the brands they're the fork colors and the decal colors are all tying in with frame colors and it's a whole package exactly and that, that that's that's where 
oh, well, let's say you, you, some people, let's go for a purple color scheme. So you could have your purple frame of your fort protectors and then your bash guard. Now, do you want that black or do you want that the exact same purple as your fort protectors? Now, your GoPro mount, do you want that to match with that or do you want that to be the other color part of your bike? And, um, you know, that, that's, that's what we're doing is, is the, you know, we'll color match to what that person wants. And if you go in for, let's say, the full NARTEC package, for example, then you can, you can go, okay, well, I, I want to get those two parts in orange because my, my bike's orange and black and I want that part in black and it'll balance out quite nicely. Um, so, so we're aware of that because who doesn't want to individualize? It doesn't matter if it's really cool matte stealth or if you want, you know, a really colorful bike. Uh, everyone's got their own style and that's what we wanted to, to do with the products was to give really sort of custom. You can actually, I mean, the GoPro, uh, so Action Cam mounts and the thought protectors, they, they can look completely metal. So you can have a full metal effect if that's what you wanted to add. Um, or you can have a matte effect or a gloss effect. And the more options, I think, to to, to ride is because we're seeing all sorts of cool colours coming out with guys riding pink bikes, purple bikes, and, and all sorts. So we wanted to make sure they can have whatever they, they your colour coordination on the bikes, really. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a nice segue into what you were saying earlier about making stuff in-house. So you don't get anything produced in Asia or China or anything like that. You're doing it all in-house yourselves. That's right. The only thing that we, we, we don't physically make, even though it is done in um, over here, and not, not, is the, um, the metal part, which is CNC machined. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for the for the uh, action cam mount, it's just that there's one specific metal part. Um, but that, yeah, as I said, that's done over here. But everything else is is literally made in house here, and that's exactly right what you said. You know, so that gives us complete control. So you could say, hey, Luca, I, I like, I want this black, um, this frame with with some sort of gold flecks in here and such, and we can make stuff really custom and, and, and with the. We actually can laser etch your name, or you, you you could have MTB Tribe laser etched on your protective shield in your fort protector, for example. Wow! You can do that. Um, yeah, yeah. That, which which again is quite cool. You know, it, you know, you know. You'd have to look at it to really, you know, just like anything on a bike, though. You know, if you really concentrate, you can see all the little details. But it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Just being able to give you that personalization, and and um, we've got full control of mm-hmm. what we're doing and what we're making, really. Yeah, that's that is so rare to actually find nowadays. You know, it's all outsourced too, as you said. Uh huh. And I suppose, to a certain extent, sometimes it has to be just with quantities because you know there's more to it than just the price. Um, Certainly, it's it's you know I, I know chatting to people sometimes it can be difficult finding somebody in the UK that can actually do what you want. Yep. you know is another problem and that's why a lot of the stuff goes uh, to taiwan or or wherever um but yeah that's really cool so you you want to do in-house for the the customization and stuff but was that something you thought of initially you were wanting to keep stuff even just uk produced yeah i think it's i guess really we have to let the market eventually decide for example mm. you know um but that's that's that was always my dream. It was it was you know hence why you know I'm wearing a, a hoodie right now, British made, you know, and 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 that was that it was important to us because the you know there's other bike you know like Orange for example, great. It's, it's brilliant that those guys are actually making and producing here in in the UK. And I just I think it's um, 
there's nothing to uh, to knock or to be anything wrong with going to, to Asia. And like you said, absolutely quantities, you know, big factories over there that can deal with large volumes and such like that. But for us, it's quality control. It's, art, it's also artistry. It's the fact that you could come to us and say, hey, look, you know, I want you to do this in empty but tb tribe colors and you know if you can have a bit of a green fleck with it you know and, and we can re- truly customize something for you uh, as opposed to just handing it off because that, that, there are limitations i've dealt with with asia uh, and the manufacturing can be fantastic but there is certain things that w- which the limited are uh, and with us let's say you know, do, doing that sort of finishing touches um, certainly with the rubbers and, and and the resins and such that in-house it that's where a little bit of the sort of artistry comes into it really which it, it needs a person to physically do who knows who's worked with these products um because we well, i'm looking now and all i can see is drum after drum after drum because we've tested i think every product that must exist um to, to make sure what what it will do how hard it is how pliable it is what it if it if it'll allow us to accept um, metallics and mats and different pigments and, and such like that so we've got it down after a year now of solid testing um, wow. I, I couldn't just say please i could say please make make me that but it wouldn't be in the same material and the, you know it wouldn't be in the same finish and uh, and that's not what we want we we always want that to be that little bit special that little bit different um uh, yeah so, so that's hence yeah why i say big you know delivery of machinery today i think we're probably gonna have to get new premises soon <laughs> to be honest when I'm looking at, <laughs> at this machinery and such but um Quality control is massively important to us. It really mm-hmm. is um, because, you know, well, nothing will be leaving until we've tested it ourselves. We've got our own in-house testing, tests for different things as well. So Yeah. And how do you how do you test the products? Do you have ambassadors that go out and test the stuff on the ground? Or is it something you leave up to yourselves, just you and you and um, Mark? Is it Mark or Mike? Yeah, Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah, Mark, sorry. Well, Frank, we, that name's just escaped me. <laughs> I know he's going to go. What? No, he's he's a great guy. He, he, he's, he's easy. Um, we 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 do it both actually. We we work with um with some some guys. We've got some great guys um who are going to be doing some. I mean, the, the the fort protectors. I've been predominantly testing them. We've got Will, our rider, who is who's awesome. He's he's um a young guy. He's coming up seventeen, and he's one of those guys. You know, on a bike, and you just go how. Did you do that? Like he, he can just generate air off a off off a off a pebble, and he's just an amazing rider. So so we ask him when we go right. We really need somebody to go full send. So he's been actually, and he I believe it or not is a, a, an engineer student. So it's even it's great to get his. Wow. <laughs> I know it works so well, and we, we we have a great relationship as an actual friend. It turns out we we met on the trails in Scotland in um, a forest. Uh, a while back a few years ago now and we, we kept in touch as, as just as riding buddies myself and, and Megan my partner and um and we then decided we were Nartec and we said will you know you're epic please test these products so he's been giving us some great feedback along this whole year journey particularly going back to the fort protectors so we then do in-house testing of course um stress testing we you know so things are very measured because we are geeks and we we do have sort of real g-forces and we 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 go on the trail and see what forces are are applied and we bring that in-house and then we go old school and and physically try to write try to destroy that let's try to destroy and then when we make a production batch we'll always take one and just see what make sure the quality of that and really go to town to stress test that and then of course 
that, that will mean that the rest of the batch uh, are all good to go. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It just funny enough, yeah, it turned out that Will was a, you know actually studying engineering as well. So we're like, blooming heck, this is brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great he's a great guy to, to have on board. Hi, cool man. And you need you need people like that. It's so so difficult. Like you have Mark there to bounce ideas off. It would be so difficult to do something like that yourself. Definitely, absolutely. We we um, I mean, Meg's great. Meg's uh, you know rides and um, she pushes me more than I push her, which is uh, I think everyone thinks is to the contrary, but no, she really is. And <laughs> um, she so she pushes stuff hard. And believe me, yeah it's great to get her feedback from the products. I mean, Meg had the first original set on her bike of foot protectors and, um, it's a competition who's off the bike first between Megan and I, to be honest. And, um, and yeah, so she's a good, it's good to get that. And then we've, we've got great guys like, you know, um, McTrail rider, um, and, uh, trail explorer. And there's a bit, there's, there's a load of guys who were going to be asking to test and help out, with you know the products going mm-hmm. forward with different things um which will be great because you know it's great when people know what they're doing and they know what to look at you know they've got a i suppose been in a, a biker for a long time and um people when they've got blogs and and youtube channels that it's good to have a critical eye you know it's good to for them to critically look and analyze something so yeah they'll be we'll, we'll be doing stuff with those guys as well which will be brilliant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrew, Andrew from McTrail Rider, um, I had him on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah, listen, it's great. Uh, and we were chatting about, now, when he mentioned, we were chatting about the equipment he used. And I, because I didn't catch him just right, I thought he said he had a chest cam. And then he mentioned it again and he said he had, like, a chin cam. A chin cam, Yeah. Yeah, and then I says a chin, a chin cam. I never heard of one of those before. So that was your product. Well, I don't know which one he was specifically talking about because it was uh, uh, Andrew. Um, he was very early on, if I remember rightly, who who sort of DIY'd his own manufact, you know, uh, chin cam, and um, I didn't realise this. And we, we, you know, Nartec had, had started, at, you know after that and um somebody i can't remember was it a youtube comment i think or somebody said you know andrew you should check out these guys at nartec or vice versa i can't quite remember now and um we we sent andrew one and um he he i think his words were it's great i loves it or i can't remember if it was his partner and because his partner rides a lot um but i presume it would be our product but i I don't want to because it depends because I don't know how many helmets or which one he was particularly talking about, but yeah, mm-hmm. we're actually, um, I, I, he, I was meant to send him a new 360 man, but because they all sold out during the Christmas period, well, <laughs> I, I haven't even got one to give to Mark. He's going snowboarding tomorrow and, and he, he wants it for a week's holiday. And he's saying, yeah, I, I need a mount. And I said, well, we haven't got any left. And which is a bit of a beggar, but yeah, Andrew's a great guy. Cause I think he was really early on, with the with the people with saying the chin was the best angle to, mm-hmm. to give, and um, so, so props props to him to be fair, um, and that's why the link came as a right, and he used to, he was going to test that. We we're meant to go ride actually in Inelithan in Scotland together over over Christmas, but um, things unfortunately didn't uh, work out. I think the weather for, for both mm-hmm. of us a nightmare. But yeah, he's a great guy. I'm looking forward to going out for a ride with him actually and getting him. Um, 
Yeah, see, see, see what he's up to because he's he's a, he's a great guy and does some great uh, videos, doesn't he, on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, the quality of his stuff's amazing. Um, well put together. Aye, and the the I, the camera angles and stuff are very very good. And you know, his films are easily watchable. You know what I mean? The yes. quality is so good. Yeah, um, I, I noticed, um, you know, Seth Bikax. Did you see? Mm-hmm, Ryan? Mm-hmm. I noticed that I was watching those guys last night. I was watching Whistler because the dream would be for us to be able to get a Whistler this year. But we'll have to see how that goes. And I noticed that a few of them all had um, DIY chin mounts, like really, really DIY. I was like, oh, man, we're going to have to speak to those guys. (laughs) Well, Seth's a dude. He's got loads of followers. Yeah, he's he's great, though. I mean, he's always doing different things and trying different things. And that's when I thought, hold on. You know, with the cameras, like with the things that you can do with the mount specifically, I thought he'd be a great guy to because he's very innovative. He's very you know, always thinking outside the box. It doesn't matter if he's building something in his backyard to mm-hmm. to ride, or he's thinking of camera angles, or, or putting baby oil in his. Oh, was it, it was baby oil. I'm sure it was for um, his brakes. He's, he's a year. I think he's just, <laughs> still apparently it's working after a year. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, he's always doing interesting things, I think. And that's why I guess he's loved in the mountain biking community. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, going from strength to strength, that guy. A million, isn't it? A million followers, is it? Or something? Could be, could be. I, I'm sure. Um, yeah. But it, it's a lot of work, though. I mean, you, you'll know yourself doing a, a podcast um, in, in itself is a lot of work. But when these, you know, you're just doing videos and editing and, and you're actually watching it. But I, I'll sit and go, hold on, you've had to stop put that camera down somewhere, then go wherever it was back up just to get that two second shot of you going past. And then you've got to stop, pick the camera up. So fair play to those guys who were, who were spending yeah. all the time to, to bring us great content. I, well, I had Brian Kennedy, you know, BKXC. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had him on the podcast oh, brilliant. quite early on. And I chat to him about that, you know, because at that time he was well, Seth, I think, was slightly before Brian, but um, Brian Kennedy was uh, the stuff he was doing was really good, really good quality. I liked his the way he would chat when he was on the trails, and you know, just very relate. You know, you could relate to the guy. He was just a yeah. normal dude, you know. Um, so I got Brian on the podcast, and um, we were chatting about that. And I says to him, "Look, does that ever destroy your ride? You know, do you ever think to yourself, look, I just want to go out and ride my bike and forget about all filament and different angles and stopping and starting? And but you know what? He's so passionate about it, it doesn't bother him. Huh. You know, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, maybe down the line in another two or three years, it might bother him, but, <laughs> but yeah. who knows? Yeah. You know, that's a fair. I guess if you've got the following and you know people are digging what you're doing i guess that makes it easier right you know if it was just if he only had 100 or 200 followers uh, after a year or two i would imagine it would be a little bit de- you know demotivating i mean i'm not of course speaking on, on his behalf but mm-hmm. i guess but when you realize and hold on look at the following i've got my patreon people i guess that would be would feel feel the passion i mean when we were down yeah, self, yeah, well-burned chicks hands over the, the Christmas. Um, and as I said, I, I, I really do enjoy filming, I have to say, and getting different and, and shots. But the first couple of days, we just said, you know what, let's just ride. Let's, uh, let's just cause mm-hmm. we to try to, to um, 
uh, mastered some dirt jumps, which was new to us doing dirt jumps. And um, and so we just said, yeah, let's not worry. Let's just concentrate and have fun. And, and it was actually quite really, it was really nice. But then, you know, when, when we, you know, we'd had a fill, I guess, we were happy to to stop and, and, and do some different filming and, and such. But there is so, especially with the edits and, and such as well, because I mean, I do my video, it, it is labor intensive. Um, it is. It, you know, so fair, fair, fair play. But he's, he, I think, didn't that, didn't that um, BK, like, didn't he do a ride with um, Trail Rider? Yeah, yeah, that's um, because they so, were out with, they were out with nathan mccomb um at um mtb malaga who's a friend a friend of the podcast and um the two of them were out there nathan actually got in contact with me and says look you need to get andrew from mctrail rider on the show because he's a real cool guy real good story i'm so i reached out to andrew i didn't realize he was doing a thing with bkxc um and i reached out to andrew and they had been kind of traveling around europe together um so then andrew come on the show Living the dream, right? Yeah, so it was real cool, you know. And I was watching the films uh, because Andrew would do a would do a YouTube film one day, and then Brian would do the next day, and then Andrew would do the next day, and they just took it in turns. <laughs> and I thought it was really cool to do. And then Nathan was there, so you know, the three of them were there, who I've had on the podcast, all three of them. Um, so it was cool, man. It was cool just to see that, you know. That's awesome. You you must get a kick out of that, though, you know. I certainly and the cool thing was Nathan I sent Nathan a t-shirt an MTB tribe t-shirt and he was wearing the t-shirt in one of the videos and stuff and it's cool man you know and it just shows you how open the community is because I thought when I reached out I didn't know Brian Kennedy he didn't know me I thought there's no way this guy's going to, you know, he had 200,000 followers or so I don't I can't remember but I just thought there's no way he's going to come on the podcast but he got back to me in a day and he says, yeah, I'd love to come on the podcast. How do we go about it? And I was just like blown away. I was like, what? That's really? Awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it goes back to what we're saying at the beginning of the of the show, wasn't it? That, that the community is, it is awesome. Like you say, you know, the link there from three very different people, as I said, you know, um, from Andrew and myself being in contact and yourself and the other guys, it's, it's, it's great. And we're all from very different backgrounds and different parts of the, of the planet and yet you know here we all are it's uh, it's, it's fantastic and, and that's it's it's, it's brilliant I, I um i get a real buzz out of it and that's that's why we do what we do really exactly man exactly well listen look before i let you go there just a few more things um let's look a wee bit down into the future then when you get your products up and running and you're producing are you just going to sell direct to customer base or are you thinking of going through stores or distributors? Have you thought of anything like that yet? I have, yes. Um, again, fortunately, you know, having friends who work in bike shops, own bike shops and manage bike shops, it's great to get their feedback. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, so, for example, the Kickstarter for our thought protectors is going to be live in the next day or two it's just getting reviewed and approved through those guys and we've got different options for shops on there so we've got the individual and then people that want uh, to stop the shops and that's i suppose when i was saying about working with bike parks and such certainly for the protective side of things um 
and the GoPro side, so action cam. Well, I keep saying that one. <laughs> action, <laughs> I mean, I say that because I guess GoPro, to be fair, are, are the most popular. I mean, uh, I, I haven't come across anyone yet who doesn't. Have, oh no, one person, a, a guy, Stefan in Madeira, but everyone else seems to have GoPro. Um, working with the, you know, the bike packs. You know, you, you're there and you've obviously got your ten, you know, five thousand pound investment. You want to be getting something on it before you're going to send it down some gnarly trail. So. I guess we, we, we're looking at that side of things um, as well. It's just so we're happy, yeah, the, the, to get the pricing right and, and distribution right, hence why I'm you know, getting the machinery in so we can mm-hmm. ramp up production for that, which will um, – but it'd be nice to see it in shops. That, 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 that would be a real sort of amazing moment to be seeing. I mean, to be fair on some shops, I feel a bit bad because they've been waiting and, and asking for quite some time now. And it's just because we, we went back to the drawing board a little bit and just wanted to make sure it's absolutely, you know, um, I mean, a year, you know, I was, I was thinking we were launching in six months uh, earlier, um, but, but he, here we are, you know, we're ready, we're happy. And um, yes, yeah, so hopefully it'll be in some shops very soon. That's cool, man. That's cool. Um, yeah. I hope that goes well for you. So if, you obviously have your fork protectors that are coming out soon. Um, are you getting the camera mounts again? He's going to be producing yeah, them. Yeah. We're getting them. So, so I mean, just before we were speaking, we, I was finishing off a load of um, castings in, in the molds. So we're looking at like end of January for the next sort of production batch to be um, ready for sale and also for, for shipping of um, current orders. And then the bash plate. I mean, that's sorry, you know. The, the, we're offering two different options and it's customizable bash plate as well so you can the bash plate will come as a two different versions an extreme version and a standard version and both of which will have additional add-ons so you can customize depending if you you know you might have a, an xl 29er um whereas somebody might have a small you know a small frame um bike so you'd be able to add these little add-ons to to further up your, the frame that you decide that you want and each one is is um is slightly different so it, you can make your own shape with that um we'll, we'll we'll be posting that a bit more information on that in the next couple of couple of weeks but that'll be that'll be live pretty soon they should hopefully come out about the same time basically at the end of january we should have two new products live ready to uh to be you know giving to the mountain biking community mm-hmm. awesome awesome and just touching on the kickstarter thing again that's is that for the forks? Is that for the fork guards? It is, yeah. That, that's been the most... Um, the reason we, we were hoping to, to do the Kickstarter route was to... to but it works really as just pre-orders. That's all it does. And it just means ah, basically. the money that we can get from there would, would assist us in, in some additional machinery to help with the output. That's what it really comes down to. As I said, everything's been self-funded from, from myself from day one. Um you know, and looking around, it, yeah, it's it's been a heck of a process um, financially. So, so it's like, right, heck, if somebody, um, you know, guys are going to help us out with Kickstarter, it just means then then we're ready to rock and roll, um, you know, for, for full production, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense. And are you going to give the Kickstarter guys a slightly cheaper price or are they going to get any additional benefits or anything? Or? Yeah, uh, cheaper price, yeah, for sure. That the, the guys will be, you know, it's our way of saying thank you for your for your support. Mm-hmm. Really, um, I mean, once it's live, it's it'd be it's pretty interesting to see because everything's documented from day one of how it all started, and to all and it shows every amendment and change through video and photo. It's it's um, yeah, it's quite interesting, even for myself, just looking back, realizing wow, the difference of 
everything now is you know i was thinking it's not so different from the original design and it is very 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 different um so yeah it's quite nice in one place just to see it all and people can see the progression and and see what it actually does when i'm smashing a rock against it and realizing that your fork's fully protected which is always quite nice wow yeah yeah wow <laughs> Uh, yeah, because you don't want to be buying a four grand bike and then fucking tearing the forks, you know. <laughs> no, it only takes. The, I mean, I mean, guess what happened to mine? It only took a a rock, you know. So if I'm on a rocky descent and just that slight, slight thing, and just right on the lower fork stanchion, just a huge gouge. I was like, oh my word, man. And um, yeah, that's and it. And I said I didn't even come off the bike. It was just the the, the rock hit, and that's what I thought. How is there nothing other other than just putting tape on you? You, you think? How would mm-hmm. you? exist um so yeah that that's that that, that was the, the journey it's exciting that we're at the end of the road though now um you know i'm making some right now to be honest but it, it's obviously for full production that's where machinery is required i mean mm-hmm. i, I uh, can't can't fulfill <laughs> oh, we no. can't. just um so having that machinery in house will just mean that we're we're rocking and rolling ready to go there excellent excellent and i take it look this is something you want to be doing full time possibly down the line a bit well, well, yeah. I mean, when I was saying before, I mean, I, it, it is full time. It, it was more meaning that I'm working just two jobs. So, so it'd be like I'll be here tonight till I don't know ten ten o'clock. So, um, the 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 other job uh, I actually have is um, it's all design based. So it does link, to be honest with you, very closely with mm-hmm. what we're doing. Um, what, what we're doing at Nartech. So, so working in design and and such it's uh, and having access to mold making uh, facilities and such again has really helped nartech a lot really so, so it, it's um, it's been a benefit as opposed to a hindrance to be honest because i can sort of the other job has helped me have skills that i can yeah. transfer into to nartech as well as materials and uh, and, um, and, and machinery as well so cool so it's, cool it's not it's not like you know i'm stacking shelves or it's it, it does link quite ni- nicely um with, with nata yeah nice one nice one so look how can people best find your products uh website socials yeah dead easy nartech spelt g-n-a-r-t-e-c um we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on the website is do we obviously three w's and then nartech g-n-a-r-t-e-c.com and youtube we're just starting a, a nice top tips on there so really youtube we're quite new on there um there's different there's there's different videos of showing what we've been doing but there's going to be some nice top tips for the guys who are thinking about um for example the the action cam mount how to fit it the different ways it can be fitted so we're, we're slowly building up a library of uh, top tips of um getting people to get the best out of their ride really Cool, cool. And send me the Kickstarter details, will you? And I'll put them on the show notes as well so people can get easy access to that. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Well, listen, look, it's been great chatting to you, man. Um, you seem to be really switched on there and I love what you're doing. So, listen, I'm, I'm welcome. I'm, I'm hoping you all the best success in 2020 and I'll certainly be keeping an eye and looking at your products and stuff and seeing how you guys are getting on. And maybe down the line you'll come back on when you have a few more things to chat about and stuff. So that would be interesting absolutely yeah uh, i really appreciate it it's always nice um yeah to get this opportunity because i know you know we're, we're, we're a small um startup um but it's brilliant to, to have the opportunity yeah, to talk just talk to yourself it's just great to talk to a fellow biker to be honest and mm-hmm. um, somebody who's interested and passionate um, but for sure definitely would love to be back on because we, we have currently 
a whole uh, whiteboard full of the next innovations that we'd like to look at. <laughs> so cool, man, cool. Moving forward, we'll we'll, we'll be back on and we can uh, powwow about that. Excellent, man. Excellent. All right. No, it's great to have you on. And um, as I say, uh, yeah, have a blast, man, and enjoy it. You seem to be anyway. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll keep in touch and we'll keep you posted. And when when you're back in um, in, in beautiful Northern Ireland, hopefully we can get a get a ride. Definitely, dude. Keep me keep me informed. Definitely. Thanks so much. Have a good evening, dude. Take care. Bye bye. And don't work too hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap for episode 123, folks. Thanks so much for being here, taking the time out to listen to the show once again this week. I really do appreciate it. And look, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, sharing your story about Nartech. I hope you have all the success in the near future. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love what you guys are doing and what you've planned to do in the near future there. So good luck, sir. Good luck. Now, if you want to know more about Look and about Nartech and what's going on, just go to the show notes, mtb-tribe.com. You'll get links there. Socials, you'll also get the link to his Kickstarter page where you can get in early, help him produce this first range of product, uh, get a little discount, get some more goodies, bits and pieces like that. So uh, check that out as well. Now, if you want to support the show, the best way is by subscribing and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps, boosts us on the old Apple algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. If you're not on Apple, you can also find and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean or your favourite podcast listening platform. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete back catalogue, listen and download every show. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. And now if you've subscribed recently, please check your spam box because when you subscribe initially, you will then get a confirmation email, which you have to open and click yes. Now I'm finding out that those are dropping into spam boxes instead of going into your inbox. So if you have subscribed over the last week and you haven't received a email or you've subscribed in the past and haven't received an email, just please go into your spam, look for mtb-tribe.com and you'll be able to access it from there and then you'll get one email per week. Now you can also get involved via social, of course. We are on Facebook and Instagram at MTB Tribe and um, I would love you guys to get more involved in the social stuff, uh, get in contact with me there, like, share, get the podcast out to as many people and let's get people off the sofas and onto saddles and get them out on bikes and get them stoked and interested once again on the old mountain biking scene. So until next week, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. I do appreciate all your support. And um, as always, guys, get out on that bike, hit those trails. But remember, as Glenn O'Brien likes to say, stay MTB stoked.